Okay, so now what? Uh, now you can start your intro. Oh, just start it? I mean, unless you want to, like, uh... Okay. Yeah, I mean, do you have anything you want to do beforehand? No, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, uh, fly by the seat of my pants on this. Alright. Alright, All right. cool. So, we fade in to soft snowflakes. Okay, what are... <laughs> Drifting in the air and landing beautifully on a picturesque landscape. There's bells jingling and the soft chime of reindeer's uh, hoofs hitting, hitting the ground from a nice, pleasant flight in the air. Okay. And your favorite Christmas song is playing because you know what? You know what? We can do this now. We can listen to this stuff and not feel guilty. Uh You can play it and not feel like someone's going to judge you because it it is Christmas music time. Okay, Okay, so this is guilt about about uh, about the time of the year, it being seasonally, seasonally inappropriate, not guilt about copyright law and me getting a DMCA uh, takedown notice. If I could, listener, I would be playing you Michael Bublé's Christmas album. That would be the episode. We would okay. just be listening to his Christmas album, the first Christmas album. It would probably be better. I actually, I'm not sure if there's a second Christmas album, but I know there's a first Christmas album, and it is <laughs> wonderful. Time to listen to that on repeat. Yeah, nice. Also, okay. Yep. you said that I could do all the talking. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. Just saying, listener, he did say that I could do this, and that's his own I'm, fault. I'm just going to sit here drinking my mead. You go for it. Yeah, you do that. So, we're in this picturesque Christmas winter wonderland, and I feel like we should have a little detour and go into Leslie's past and learn a bit more about her, <laughs> because why not? So... If you don't remember because you haven't been paying attention or you've been waiting months and months and months to finish the rest of Leslie's arc. So she's a librarian. Yeah. This is important for the story I'm about to tell. Okay. If you don't know this, then it's going to the joke's not going to land. Okay. So she's a librarian, um, but she's also really cheery and cheerful. And Christmas is obviously her favorite time of the year because why wouldn't it be? Mm -hmm. So. She would uh, spend her her Saturdays and Sundays at the local. Well, I don't even know if they have malls in this in this fantasy world that you've created, Ty. But I'm going to say in the shopping center, the shopping square, dressed up as a Santa Claus because she can be Santa Claus. We're in 2020. A woman can be Santa Claus. So chill out, everyone. (laughs) Okay, so Leslie's Santa Claus and she is handing out presents to the kids. Um, but she's Leslie, so they're books. Okay. That's that's the joke. That's where you laugh. Okay, so she's <laughs> handing out books. <laughs> Don't make me come over there and punch you, Ty. Okay. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So she's handing out books, and there's this one little girl who she, who's coming and to see her, and she just wants, you know, a, a fantasy book. Just just wants a fantasy book. But Leslie decides, you know what? I'm gonna give you a geometry book. Maybe because she's out of fantasy books. I don't know. Those things go fast. Or maybe because they live in a fantasy world and that would just be historical fiction. I don't know. (laughs) So she hands this little girl a geometry book. And the little girl 
is crestfallen. She's so sad. Okay. She's like, WTF, Santa, what the fuck is this? And Leslie is basically like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And the kid is crying because that's what kids do when they don't get what they want. They cry sometimes. Not all kids, but some kids. And so then Leslie decides, you know what? This is a teachable moment. So she stands up on her chair. She addresses the entire square and goes into impassioned speech about why we don't have enough women in STEM. (laughs) And the audience tears up. People drop what they're doing. They look at her and they say, yeah, yeah, you're right. We need to address this. The little girl feels, you know, impassioned. She's ready to go. She's like, yes, thank you. I'm going to be a mathematician. And then another girl runs up and she's like, I'm going to be a doctor. And someone else says, I'm going to be an engineer. And then another one says, I'm going to be a clinical psychologist. And that that's that, that one's my favorite. Anyway, <laughs> then <laughs> Leslie gives all of them... Um, uh, science textbooks, and that's the story. Oh, and um, Feather wasn't there because this was pre-Feather, but if Feather was there, Feather would be an elf. Okay. okay. That's my story. We can start with the show now. Oh, oh, oh. Well, listener, I hope you had a great time with that because I think that's the closest thing that this show has ever had to a uh, Christmas special uh, so far, so uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, uh, okay. So last time, we, um, I don't know. I oh, so this is side character quest. Oh, I didn't say that part, did I? <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, this is side character I just quest. Assumed it was Leslie's show, so I just started oh yeah with yeah that. yeah. This is the Leslie this is side, show. <laughs> this is side character quest. Um, last time on side character quest. Uh, do you want me to do the recap or do you want to do this? I will. So the recap is Durham has been doing some shady shit, which honestly is probably a surprise to no one except for Leslie because she just wants to see the good in everyone. He was trying to build himself a taxidermy army because Ty clearly didn't get enough spooky movies in his life and decided he wanted to bring it to the show. Uh Um, Listener, you know, I know sometimes we crack a lot of jokes in this show and you think that this is like a warm, fuzzy family production, but just think for a minute. How would you feel if you saw a taxidermy soldier coming at you with a big old sword? Yeah, you'd probably shit your pants. So... Anyway, he made my little poor little librarian character <laughs> fight this thing. Yeah. Um, and also Tucker was there and was really helpful and that was great. And they basically told Durham, you're being dumb and we're going to take you to Professor Tucker so he can give you a timeout. Sounds pretty good. Uh, I think you think you hit it all. Uh, do you want to go into the show? Sure. All right. Let's uh, fade in. Welcome back to the lighthouse. We see Durham. uh, He has his hands bound and his legs splinted, um, and he's sitting in the center of the room at the foot of the spiraling metal staircase that leads up to the bright beacon above. We see Professor Tucker, uh, who's looking away from Durham, um, standing across the room next to uh, the boxed books uh, that are destined to seed your new library. Tucker, meanwhile, um, is staring at Durham unblinkingly. 
uh, with her imposing frame leaning against the wall next to the doorway into the main the main chamber of the lighthouse. Uh, and you can just barely hear the wind that is whipping on the other side of the walls, as well as the rattle of the radiator in the corner. Let me ask, uh, did you explain everything that happened to Professor Tucker already? Oh yeah, I'm sure Leslie did, really rapidly and all in the same breath. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know... <sighs> Durham, I what what were you thinking? I it's how could you? How, he is very flustered. He he has like taken his um his multicolored glasses off and he's just sort of like wiping them on his on his uh, tweed jacket. I I don't know like how am I supposed to handle? How am I supposed to process this? What were you thinking? Like I told her, I am trying to protect this city, and if that means. Dipping my toe into, you know, some questionable stuff. That's all right. I, I, you need to be on my side here. Don't you want what's best for everybody, right? Uh, what are, what are you doing right now? Um, Leslie's probably just standing back and, like, letting Professor Tucker, I mean, because Professor Tucker knows Durham more, so I think she wouldn't try to impose. I mean, this is also, like, a little bit of like you know the city's business, and she's like a incomer, so I, I think she would be letting. And unless she's spoken to and asked questions directly, I think she's going to let them talk. Okay. Because she's respectful. <laughs> she's respectful. And and let me say, uh, what is the point? What? Why? Why this? Uh, and he holds out his um, his hands, which have been tied up. And as he's doing that, um, Tucker. Uh, leaning, you know, against the wall, sort of behind you, um, you hear her go, Oh, stay on. Where's Jer in all this? Jer, uh, you see him just sort of, just sort of standing there with his, like, blue giraffes How up. How come Durham doesn't get a riddle? <laughs> uh, when you guys, when you guys came barging in, Jer tried to give a riddle to uh, to Durham and Tucker just stared him down very hard and uh, and Jer just kind of like meow disappeared. But but Jer is uh, is kind of, you know, just kind of like flitting around the room every once in a while. He'll just sort of do that weird evaporation thing where he becomes ethereal and then like moves to Show a different off. side of the room. But but he's doing it kind of to avoid you kind of like get the vibe that he's doing it to avoid attention. So like wherever if, if anybody ever starts, if the room ever starts looking vaguely towards his direction, he becomes ethereal and moves off to a part of the room that he is not in. Doesn't doesn't seem to like the uh, sort of aggressive tone that's in the room right now, the, the tension that's in the room. Durham, I listen, uh. We we've we've had our differences, but this is beyond the pale. All right, you're gonna. I'm gonna have to take you in front of the peak, or or somebody. Somebody is gonna. You're gonna have to answer for this. You understand? This is a gross misuse of your duties. I don't. I don't approve. I wasn't doing this for approval. I was doing this to. Ah! Ah! God! Damn it! Um, he, he just looks, he, he sort of bangs his hand, fists against the, the metal staircase and looks just very frustrated. As that happens, 
uh, you hear a tea kettle whistling in the other room. Oh, that would be the tea. I'm going to go get that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you... In my newly British accent. Wait, <laughs> if you make this switch right right now, that'd be very funny. Um, Cheerio. So you uh, you step out of the room and go down the hall and enter that side little pantry slash kitchen space that you see like this this tea kettle um, boiling, whistling, and you see several pots that are like set or pots and like teacups set out for you. I guess I make some tea. Okay. Okay, so you uh, you head back into the into the room um, and with this tea, and uh, do you just offer it to everybody? Of course. Okay, Tucker takes a, a big mug of, of the tea and it takes us um, starts just immediately starts drinking it, even though it's it's still pretty hot. You walk over to uh, Professor Tucker and oh, thanks. I okay. I just need to calm my nerves a little. Ugh. And uh, starts starts sipping on it. And Durham, meanwhile, as you you walk over to him, and he's still sort of sitting, still with his hands uh, hands bound. I don't feel like it. Thanks. Suit yourself. <laughs> You're sticking with a Brit. Uh, and you start drinking the tea as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I, I kind of imagine that uh, as this is going on, there's there's some back and forth between the professor and Durham for a while, and it just starts to boil down to them yelling at each other, and uh, and they're just they're just getting heated until eventually um, Professor Tucker sits down um, at his desk and puts his head in his hands and um, just is like, oh. And I would like you to roll me a um, constitution saving throw. Did you poison the tea? I didn't poison anything. Did not poison the tea? Listen, I need you to roll me a a constitution saving throw. That was mean. You should have let me do a percent, like a, like a check, like earlier. (laughs) I was trying to be, I was trying to be suspicious when I was asking you about. I had a feeling when, when, (laughs) when I was like, hmm, why is he making me do this whole tea thing? Like, that seems like, like, huh, what's, I, I had a feeling. I should have known. I should have known. Okay, um, I'd roll this one, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, how do? Seven. Seven. Okay. You are, are feeling, as you're watching all of this, you just start to get this feeling of, it's ju- it just seems boring, and like, like it's just not grabbing your attention at first. You're, you're just like, as much as you're trying to pay attention to the words they're saying, and it, you just kind of feel like, like Professor Tucker just seems to be repeating himself. Durham seems to be just getting more and more angry and just annoying. And you're just getting kind of just sleepy. And you, as you're getting getting tired, what do you what do you do? Um, I'm gonna roll a dice real quick. I don't know. I think I would just stand there and be tired. <laughs> You know, it's not any different than my normal life, so. You start to get this feeling you can't stand anymore. Your legs are just getting, like, feeling lazy, feeling loose, and you start to wobble. Okay, I guess I sit down. 
Uh, you, <laughs> you sit down to the, the, there's like this big pile of pillows um, in the room, and uh, you drop down onto the, these pillows kind of harder than you intend to. Like as soon as you start to, you know, crouch to, to sit down on these, your legs just give out more so than like your, your mind feels a little, a little foggy, but your body feels just like dead. Right. And you look over and as you're, you're feeling this, as this is like registering in your mind as a little abnormal, um, you look over towards Professor Tucker and he has his hands have slipped out from under, you know, from under his head and he has just like flopped down uh, onto the desk. I, uh, uh, what's wrong with what are, what are you guys doing? What's going on here? And right as that happens, right as he says that, um, you hear three bup, 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 knocks on the door. Well, Leslie isn't obviously going to answer that. She can't barely move. You see the door uh, slowly push open, and you see a green dragonborn head face pop into the room. I told you it was not. Mm -hmm. What did I say? What did I say? I said it. I called it. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, I see everybody's uh, having a nice tea. Lovely. Uh, and as he does that, you see Jer pop up and form right in front of him. Uh, excuse me, sir, but uh, if you want to enter here and not just punts him in the air, Jer becomes ethereal and pops somewhere else. But then he reforms and looks very like unsettled by <laughs> being kicked across the room. Sorry about that. Uh, you startled me, uh, little little friend. Uh, How's everyone doing? Um, you can talk right now. Okay. Just so you know. Well, un under her breath, Leslie is like, uh, I I'm going to switch back to her original accent because I don't think I could keep the British one up. But, <laughs> okay. Um, come on, girl. Just get yourself together. Get yourself together. Come on. Get it. Get it. And I try to, like, push myself up, but obviously I can't. So instead, I kind of just like swivel my head around and like glare at Knot and says, you did this, didn't you? Uh, I admit uh, it, it was me. I hope you enjoyed the tea. Uh, he is bowing to you. And then he looks, looks around the, the room. He, I, I can see that he really enjoyed it, pointing towards the professor. But uh, I am not here for you. I am not here for uh, uh, your professor here um, or whoever this is, uh, pointing towards Durham, who looks just terrified. Like his eyes are just like bulging out of his head, but he can't really get up because of the uh, broken leg. With a flourish, Knot turns around and points his hand uh, over towards Tucker. I am not here for any of you. I am just here for your new friend. Oh no, you don't, you slimy, slimy, swarmy, Person. <laughs> no, no. See, uh, you do not understand. Um, you and I, we have, uh, we have similar goals, or rather, that we work for the same organization. So, if you have a problem with me or with my methods, you can bring it up with, uh, with the boss. Leslie's like, Leslie's just like looks shocked. She's like, what, what are you talking about? But uh, in the meantime, I, I have. Uh, 
Ty, you might want to clarify that it's Hasalda because I don't yes. think that Leslie would know, even though we all know. You you can ask like what you mean. Okay, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, well, of course, uh, myself, you, uh, and the professor here are all are working at the behest of my patron Hosalda. I, when I reported to her about your brief run-in, and it was assuring her that you were perfectly safe, that you were, uh, that no harm had come to you or to her plans, um, she, well, she was quite taken with the idea of a orc suddenly showing up in Mount Rana, and she told me that that was the highest priority. Leslie is just so betrayed right now, just like just shocked. And, uh, it's so rare that Rosalda tells me that I must do something at all costs. You know? Normally she says, uh, be discreet, you know, try to charm your way first, try to sneak, try to just play the fool, something like that. But no, today she says, not, uh, and this is the first time you've heard his name, by the way, um, what you need to do is get this orc at all costs. Nothing stands in your way. You bring this woman to me, no matter what. And I've got to say, it is thrilling to be able to do whatever. Like, like I don't, it doesn't matter. Like, I can just go up to this man here, this man here, and he, he like walks up to Durham, and he rears back his foot as if he's going to kick Durham's broken leg. I could just do this if I wanted. Doesn't matter. I have full freedom to act however I want. It's so lovely. <sighs> Roll me a constitution check again. I feel like you you are I feel like you are uh looking like you want to to do something. I want you to tell me what you want to do and then I'm going to have you roll a constitution saving throw to see if you can like power through. I think Leslie is going to want to fight this guy. He's he's uh, a right asshole. And I think that Leslie is going to feel compelled to help protect her new friend and is going to want to do something about that. I can't, uh, I can't see her not. I mean, this is this is exactly the instance in which Leslie would go into battle to save someone else. So looking uh, looking behind you, you see over at the wall, um, Tucker has slid down and is just sort of like leaning against the wall and just has this look of fierce concentration on her face. I want you to tell me what it is that you are going to do. Either the fireball or I still have the glove and I haven't fully figured out or did I figure out everything that it did? I can't remember. You figured out the stuff that that did and it's uh, the attack that it has is contact. So you would have to get him to come to you. The firebolt is uh, ranged. Okay, so then I think the, the that tattoo thing. Okay. Yeah. Haha. So that's 20, because it's 15 plus 5, and then if I have another 2 to that, which I don't know where that 2 comes from, but yeah. Shit. Uh, yeah, that totally, that totally, totally hits. Uh, roll me 1d10. 2. Oh, boy. Um, so holding out your hand, um, well, tell me what it, what it looks like. Um, I forget a little bit how I described it before. I feel like you would remember most recently how it how it looked, but the same as as it, it did last time. So if you want to just describe that. 
Okay. So you you hold out your arm, and as you do, um, your sweater, which is like the sleeves of which are a little loose, it slips down a little bit, showing the markings, the tattoos that you have around your arm. It glows with a fiery light, and then just this burst of fire uh, erupts from your skin, briefly forming the shape of a wolf that bursts towards Knot, who stumble gets hit and stumbles back but it's more of the the shock of the matter that uh that makes him that just sort of throws him off um rather than the actual damage itself he he has to like tamp out the fires that are starting to burn on his his clothes he can see that you can barely move still i wouldn't try that again if i was you and right as he's saying that, he just gets slammed by Tucker, who has, unbeknownst to you guys, um, passed their constitution saving throw uh, earlier and was just pretending to have uh, taken, um, and had just been pretending to have uh, t- uh, taken ill because of these, yeah. And had just been pretending to, <laughs> I did that three times, um, just been pretending to Get sick. Get sick. Thank you. And uh, real quick, going to do a strength V dexterity. Um, Tucker got a 20. And as Not is trying to wriggle away. 19. <laughs> uh, very, very fucking close. You see uh, Tucker has gotten to slam Not against the ground. And they are on the ground next to uh, Durham, who is just sort of like wriggling away. Um, can I, uh, can I cast Mage Hand and use it to cover Knot's eyes so we can't see? Oh, sure, yeah. So, yeah, you, uh, you do that, causing a little bit more confusion for them. Uh, give me that. And Tucker grabs, grabs Durham's arms and just very quickly unties the ropes, ban, uh, the ropes hog-tying him. What's the word I want? Binding. Bind- yes, thank you. Unties the ropes that are binding his arms and uh, transfers that over to Knot. Basically, hogs tie Knot. Hog ties Knot. <laughs> his name's Knot. <laughs> it's kind of Knot. I, I, okay, yeah, I didn't... Oh, man. Uh, that is accurate. And you now see him uh, bound to the floor. Uh, I'm going to do a quick... Um, I guess it'll be like survival, uh, just to see how well he binds him. I have the mage hand, which can help. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, so that's going to give uh, not disadvantage, which is great, because his first roll was a tw- natural 20, and his second roll was a 7. So, not is not able to wriggle out of these binds, and um, now you have a fully capable Tucker standing above them, the wounded Durham uh, standing or just sort of like laying on the ground next to him, you uh, who are starting to, you feel your body starting to come back into your own, and then Professor Tucker over by his desk, completely just like out of it. Okay, see here, not if that's, if that's your name, I want you to tell me what, what, what our boss, as you call her, what it is that, that she really wants because I smell, I smell a fish in here. It smells up a fish in here. <laughs> um, why should I tell you, uh, why should I tell you anything? 
You're tied up. You're my prisoner. That's the rule. Uh, as you say that, um, Tucker just kind of like looks, leans over him very intimidatingly. Um, and I want you to roll me a intimidation check with uh, advantage. Four. Even with advantage? Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. That's better. Fifteen. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> not knows better than do not answer this. Um, what what did you ask uh, specifically? What's going on with Husalda? Like, what's... What, what does she really want? Sorry. Noise outside. Um, well, um... What Horsaldo wants is uh, knowledge. Because knowledge is power. I mean, for hundreds of years, no one's seen an orc. There might as well be myth, and then all of a sudden one shows up and, and this close to the wall? Now, that can't be a coincidence. So whatever Horsaldo can learn from this woman, well... Okay. Leslie, Leslie's eyes narrow. She's like, you're not telling me everything. I don't want to know just what is going on now that she wants. I want to know the truth. I... Listen, I, I'm no zealot here. Hosea gives me money, she gives me fun chores to do, she gives me nice toys, but uh, you're going to have to be a little more specific. Why'd she hire me? Ah, I see, okay. Um... By the way, right now he is—he is, he is at, sort of adopted a uh, a like he is he even though he is like still bound and still on the ground, he is not shrinking away. He as he the more he talks, the more his you know chest widens, head lifts up. He's making like full eye contact, smiling, just does not seem perturbed in the least. Like you feel so like a psychopath. Huh? Yeah. So he just feels like you were talking to a guy, like, across, you know, in a tea shop, just having a nice time. Yeah, super high on narcissistic PD. Gotcha. Continue? Exactly. What's what she wants with you, uh... Well, think about it. Who comes to the library? People who want to learn? Exactly. People who want to learn. And who lives in the Three Brothers Mountains? where you wanted to set up a library. People? Exactly. People that nobody cares about. People who have never been given a chance to learn. And people who may have untapped talent and untapped knowledge. And as soon as a library pops up in this place, Every up-and-coming wizard, arithmancer, necromancer, druid, anyone who has any ounce, any iota of talent is going to come flocking to you. And then, all her soldier has to do is come pay a little visit to her new grantee and say, oh, who's the fresh new face in town? Who's that up-and-coming young wizard that you have you see so much promise in and then she has pick of the litter oh how do you turn this dream of mine into something so dirty and twisted 
Well, it takes a... Uh, we it, basically what we that do. That wasn't a question I wanted you to answer. Now shush your face. I have I have a full. We have shush, a whole document diagram. That face. Okay. Um, as, I stand over uh, and I I kind of I'm, I'm like slowly trying to get up and I take a pillow and I throw it at him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pillow uh, slams against his face and just like bounces off and he's just kind of smiling. So let me ask, little wizard. Little librarian, little bookkeeper. So patronizing, Jesus, Ty, you have made a despicable character. (laughs) What do you plan to do with me after we leave here? Because I have seen what you did to your friend here, and he sort of points his chin towards Tucker. I saw what you did when she was in a blind fury trying to kill you with that massive rusted blade of hers. You, madam, had no even, no, no, no concern, not even cross your mind that you might harm her. And she was trying to take your life. And now here I am, bound and helpless. And you're really, am I really supposed to feel threatened by you? Am I really supposed to feel like I, there's anything you're going to do to me? Okay, no. shush your face, I'm trying to think now. Okay. <laughs> you go ahead and think. Professor Tucker, do you have tape? Uh, uh, you look over Professor Trucker uh, is like kind of Do you have duct tape? He is he is drooling on the desk um, and Jer sort of like shouts from across the other side of the room and says I, I think I might have something uh, like a sock or something just one moment and then just whoosh, and uh, disappears becomes ethereal then slips out towards the hallway Okay, does he reappear with the sock? Because I, I really want to... I'm, gonna sh- I'm shoving something. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. shutting this guy up now. He so. re- reappears in a moment uh, with the sock. I take it and I shove it at Knott's mouth. And I'm like, okay, I need to think. <laughs> I shoved a rug in my mouth and did that. A blanket. A rug would be gross. Okay, anyway. So I'm like, okay, I need to think. Everybody, quiet. Okay. So let's... Leslie just closes her eyes and she goes into her mind palace because I've decided she Mm -hmm. has one of these now because why not? Yeah, why not? So in her mind palace, she's imagining a white table. Yeah. And on this white table, all the pieces are like floating and she's imagining them landing together to form a complete puzzle. Okay. So that's her mind palace. And so she's got the pieces of of Tucker and and that's shining the brightest and and Tucker is this friend of hers who is in danger and who she knows that if not not's not going to be the only one who is going to have issues with Tucker and that you know even if she took Tucker back to Cirque Tucker wouldn't be safe and then also thinking about how Tucker is lost and like doesn't know why she's here and might have family that's missing her and that she promised she was going to help Tucker and then she has this other puzzle piece, which is Hasalda and, and everything being a lie and, and this fear that she could, you know, be be unwittingly helping this person take advantage of unsuspecting young people um, or old people. Anyone could learn. Anyway, taking advantage of people. And so that's there's this, this hurt and this guilt and this sadness. And then there is not, 
which is like, I don't want to kill this person, but also this is like, I have never felt this hatred for anyone <laughs> as strongly in my entire life. And I have this deep darkness inside of me that has started to grow in, in Leslie and what she's like, hmm. Maybe I could kill him. Maybe that would be all right. I <laughs> uh, love it. And so I she's hate it, but these, I love it. <laughs> weighing these pieces. And then they click into place. She opens her eyes. I really didn't expect you to have a... Oh, I'm really interested. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know what we have to do. Tucker? Yeah? We're taking you home. And not, you're coming with us. <laughs> Wait, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say to this. Uh, uh, I feel th that's the that's where this episode's gonna end, right? Because we're gonna have to. Oh my god! I. I'm expecting that, huh? No. I. Have no words. <laughs> I made Ty speechless, everyone. I. Ty speechless. <sighs> we see miles and miles and miles away, not too far maybe only a few blocks from where this journey began. An old woman sitting down to write a letter in her apartment in the city on the circle, Cirque. We see as she seals that letter to one Professor Tucker. And this letter reminisced about her time at the lighthouse and how he helped her and how she feels that she is so close they are so close and Hosalda has assured her that it won't be that that much longer before they're able to find a solution and we see as she heads out to the local post office and drops her letter off. Thank you, Professor. I'm so glad to be home, and I hope one day I'll remember why I left. Signed, with love, Alberta. All right, uh, so I think we might have a little uh, small unedited, hopefully unedited, God, if I can just let myself not edit something, um, unedited chat about 
this arc after the credits, but uh, now I think we should just wrap things up. Uh, do you want to plug anything as we head out before we pitter-patter on out of here? Take care of your mental health. Take care of your mental health, guys. Just do that. Also, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, how about you post a review? Um, tell your friends about it. Have a great time. All right. <laughs> oh, and and you can post your your ideas of of about you know feathers adventures. So so yes. if you have any short like God, if we can get some fan fiction, some some feather fiction. Yes, feather God. fiction. Feather fiction. And also, I really need you to remember that Feather this whole time has been wearing a cloak made out of a sleeve from a, uh, uh, what's the word? Cushion cover? Pillow pillow cover? Pillowcase. Pillowcase. Yeah. That's, I mean, I just need you to remember that because it it brings me joy when I remember that. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, pitter patter out on here. Pitter 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 patter on out of here. Or or not pitter patter on out of here. Frolic in the snow. <laughs> frolic 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 frolic. <gasps> jingle. Oh wait, no fuck. <laughs> jingle jangle. Let's go ahead and jingle jangle on out of here. No, we can't do jingle jangle because that's a thing in the TV show Riverdale. It's like a drug. Oh really? <laughs> Yeah. Wait, when have you watched? Okay, I don't. This is, this is not important. That's going. That's this is all bloopers. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of "Not Drunk" as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. was a little more spooky. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Tall tales. If you ever want to find out if a psychic is real or not, commit a crime (laughs) and then go to them and ask about the crime. Cryptid technology. That's why we can't find Bigfoot, because they don't have trackers. They don't have these apps that are like, here I am, going to the ice cream store later. Scary stories. (laughs) You know what you're going to do? What? Crap your pants. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Numbers in general. I just hear or see numbers and my brain shuts off. You can find brand new episodes of Spooky Spouses every week, wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Excuse me, part of the Scavengers Network. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Oh wait, we're not totally done yet. Oh, oh. We're missing an important character. Who have we not... Oh, Feather. We haven't seen... We have to check in with Feather. Yeah, how has Feather been doing this whole time? We can't end this arc without a little sidebar into Feather and Feather's situation. What has Feather been doing this whole time? So I think that Feather... 
I cannot Once, imagine she was in the room when that was happening, was she? Oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Feather, Feather was taking a nap because oh, Feather, Feather had a long day of dealing with taxidermy monsters. Oh, yeah. And so Feather was taking a nap. So, you know, Feather, Feather's napping and Feather's having dreams and Feather's having a wonderful dream in which there's snow and jingle bells and cheer and hot chocolate. And Feather's like, I don't think I was born when there was Christmas, but there's something in the air. This this Christmas thing. I feel like this is something that that calls to me. And Feather wakes up and knows that the Christmas cheer is here. (laughs) Uh. I wish we had like a little tiny like mini cartoon we could do of just feather just like and then there's like a little thought bubble and then there's like sugar plums and candy canes and like people building snowmen and it's like do you want to build a snowman well uh, one thing i want to add real quick um just because i'm gonna insert this i'm gonna insert this at the uh in in an earlier bit um Signed, with love, Alberta. Knew it. I, I feel like that wasn't clear, and I want—I wanted that to be clear. I meant to include I knew her it, name. Though. Okay, I knew it. Okay, cool. I knew that that was her. So, cool. I knew it. All right. Um, Just so you know, I knew it. Okay. Uh, so, um, normally after after the end of the finale, uh, I go ahead and you know we we can discuss a little bit of stuff. Um, do you have any questions or thoughts or comments about this this arc? Anything about your experience? Um, I think that, you know, we've learned a lot, in my opinion, um, at least a little bit more about Husalda and that she's definitely a puppet master mm-hmm. um, and has got her her hands in lots of pots. Um, and the fact that she's got a connection to what's her face from Deirdre's arc? Uh, Alberta. Alberta. That's worrisome. But then also, I feel like we must have a time jump, right? Because Alberta, how, like, how, did Alberta just get back? So, to so, Cirque? I, I think this is, uh, the implication of that final scene was that Alberta, when she made it through, the um through the wall at the end of Deirdre's arc, she the first thing she found was the lighthouse. That is what the lighthouse is for. It's supposed to be for people that are traveling around in the snowy areas around Mount Rena. It gives them something to like head towards, some sort of beacon of civilization. So uh Professor Tucker found her, you know, having presumably been walking through a blizzard. Um they got to know each other over the course of a few months, and uh, then he um, sent her to Hosalda to work on her memory issues. Interesting. And uh, I, I feel like I described that in a very confusing way, but you seem to understand what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so hopefully listeners will as well. Um, and I'm not going to try to rephrase if if they don't understand it, then we can clarify things in a um, side character questions episode at some point. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. You made not 
horrendous. Uh, yeah, I was not expecting. Like when you listen back to this, Ty, you are gonna be like, Jesus, what? What is that? Like, yeah. I I don't think maybe I'm misremembering other characters from like other parts of the show i don't think you've created a more despicable character on this show uh, well um all i can say is uh hold 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 on tight oh geez bleep arc is there gonna be someone worse um first of all bleep uh because uh that has not been a, a who whose arc that is going to be has not been announced yet but uh there, there's somebody that I think has the running, like is, is in the Who? running in in their arc in, or in a past arc. Um, you will fi- you will find out things about someone at some point in an upcoming arc that I I don't know if it's going to be worse than not was in this arc, but it's definitely going to be in the running. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're uh, so. What did you What did you expect? For this before we started because we started recording this like about a year ago. No, we didn't. Hey, it's been a hell of a year. No, we we first recorded in December. So that's like 11 months ago. Did we? Yeah. But we remember because we recorded like 30 minutes and then we, we completely lost your half of the audio. And so then we had to complete. We had to like re-record the first episode. I thought we didn't start it until this year. Maybe. Maybe record. Maybe that would happen in January. I'm pretty sure it happened in December, but maybe it happened in January. Regardless, how uh, like what like were were there any things about Leslie that you wanted to get to that like we never touched on? No, I mean I feel like we got a good sense of of Leslie. Um, I guess maybe I was thinking we'd do more stuff with her, like, in a library. But uh, now that that doesn't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think that it's, you know, it's, it's, I didn't, I don't think I had any expectations, really, going in. Gotcha. Okay. I think that, that worked out for the best. Um, I'm trying to think uh, if there's anything that I want to ask you or say to you about things i okay first of all feather was never planned to be a part of this character i love feather that's great it's the best character on the show uh i like i i think i i might have cut some of this but but there's always like parts where you would be like oh is feather is feather okay and it's like sam i'm never gonna hurt feather feather is my (laughs) soul um don't you even worry about that that's why Feather was safely upstairs dreaming about sugar plums and candy canes mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. battle ensued. Yep, yep. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Uh, if you don't have anything You're to ask, you're not surprised or com- about my my choice at the end. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry. Fuck. Yeah, I have to comment on that. Okay, so I, I did. Okay, so I thought that it was very. Very possible that you would go through that you would want to like take Tucker with you to go don't go do that. Um, I also thought it was possible that. Oh, Jesus, there were so many ways that I thought this was potentially going to go. Um, I, I thought that it was possible that you and Tucker were going to flee and you're going to flee to the wall. I also thought it was possible that somehow you were going to uh, put 
not out of commission somehow. And we're then going to go deal, try to deal with Hosalva in some way, like, like not payback, but you know, like figure out what, what she was doing or whatever. Um, I, I also thought it was possible, uh, depending on how things went that, um, Durham and Durham would end up going with not instead of Hosala or sorry, instead of, uh, Tucker. Um, I thought that was a possibility. Um, I, I, there were a lot of ways that I thought this was going to go. It never in a million years crossed my mind that you were going to take not with you as like a captive (laughs) through the wall that never crossed my mind. Never, 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 never. (laughs) That was crazy to me. I I blown away. Um, But it makes sense. No, it it makes perfect sense. And I am. And Sam, I am so glad that we probably won't be recording a a, a follow up for Leslie for a while because I have no idea what to do with this. I have no (laughs) idea what to do with this. And I'm going to have to spend a while thinking about it. I am like. Oh, I'm glad I could pose you with a, a challenge. I really, really like it. It just makes no sense to me. And I, I like, like, <laughs> like, like, like it makes it like it makes sense. I get why you did it. And I think that it, it makes perfect sense for the character. But like, <laughs> like, I, I just I just don't know what to do with it. And I, I just I love that. I don't know what to do with it. It's great. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this challenge. All right, you're you're putting your dice against your face, so I think that it's about time for us to wrap up. All right, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Chai. All right, I'm gonna hit the, the stop button. Okay, me too. All right, this is this can all just be bloop stuff. All right, let's do the sync up. One, four. Okay, five. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. <sighs> oh, what fun it is to be in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Um, one thing, uh, Ty, you can cut this out when you actually yes. edit it. But um, when you edit it, can you have like the sound of like jingle bells in the oh, beginning? Oh, yeah. I was... snow? I don't know what snow sounds like. I, I, I'm thinking that like, I, I can easily do some sort of like a blizzardy windy sound. That's really easy. Um, With jingle the bells, jingle bells, yeah, the jingle bells will also be easy to add. Um, I've, I, I have been trying to figure out like what the sort of tinkling sound is that, Ooh, that you know, is what you always could in do my mind. When you fade out from that and we go into the actual show, you could have like a ho, 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 just like very faint in the background. Like Santa's like driving by. Let me, let me see if I can, if I can get that. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. But then oh, make that, that like good? really faint in the background. Okay. Okay. Was it, was that good? Was that a yeah. good take? Okay. Um, but obviously, you know, Leslie really secretly is a badass, which, again, surprise to no one. Uh, is go ahead. Um, in the other episodes, when there was that, like, what's going on in Feather's mind? Were you able to do the music for that? Yes, I, I did do some music for that. I, I didn't do exactly what you would ask. This? Huh? Can we listen to it after this? Yeah. Is it not the music from Aristocats? No, no, no. Because I was worried about DMCA take takedown notices. 
I, I used I used um, some music. It's not going to be exactly what you wanted, uh, but I, I used some music um, from uh, the Joy Drops. Oh, listener, just so you know, I've been watching the the next the new season of The Crown. So, oh yeah, uh, we've also been watching a lot of uh, Great British Bake Off and Merlin, which is also British. There's a lot of a lot and of Brit stuff going on. <laughs> we've been rewatching that Jesus. too. Jesus, is Crown is the Crown BBC? No, it's no, Netflix. it's Netflix. But it's, oh, okay. it's, it's Crown. I mean, like, how British can you get? Yeah, it's like the Real Housewives, but mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Britain. 